You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastors Matt and Jessica Stahlbaum. Hey, welcome to Morning Breath, your drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. I'm Matt, and this is Jessica. Here we are. <laughs> Mid-January 2021, welcome to the show. Morning Breath is a time where we take one chapter of the Bible, and we read it together, and then we talk about what verses stood out to us and what God has breathed on the verse, hence the name Morning Breath. If this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for joining us. We have a list of the chapters available to you if you want to read ahead or um, use this as your daily devotion reading. We don't do a show on the weekends, but we do have chapters mapped out for you on the weekend if you want to follow along with us there. And you can get all of that at our website, eccc.us, or you can call our church office at 321-452-1060. And on Mondays, we do this on videocast as well. So you may be watching us or you may be listening on the radio if you want to see our faces and our expressions and our eye rolls and, and all those things. And our dog. And our dog, Denver. Come on, Denver, show your face. Say Denver. Get in here. There, there he is. There he is. <laughs> He's sleeping. Snoring through the entire show. Yes, if you hear snoring, it's not one of us. It's <laughs> definitely our dog, our French bulldog, Denver. <laughs> we should get see his face right now. He's I like, pan how over. dare Let's you? See. There, he there he is. There he is. Let's see my pan over to him. There he is. Okay. <laughs> And if you know me or have known me for any length of time, I never thought I'd have a dog or talk to a dog in that way. So people can change. (laughs) Proof. I'm proof. I'm living proof. (laughs) So tell us about what we're in the middle of. We're actually just started the second week of our fast and our um, devotional. And our week two, our focus is how Jesus loves through us. Our big focus is we know who he is and he is at our center. So what does that do to us? Who are we becoming when he loves through us? And this is the cover of our Devo. We hope that you're joining with us. You can get this Devo on our app, and uh, that's the easiest way to follow along with us. Our East Coast app you can download from any of the app places. Yeah, all the app places. All the app places. So uh, where are we at? Philippians 2 is the chapter that we're covering today. And should we read the verse first, or the chapter first, or the Devo first? Yeah, let's read the chapter first. Okay, let's do that. Philippians 2, I'm going to read through 15. Yes, I am. Okay, read. Therefore, if there is any encouragement and comfort in Christ, as there certainly is in abundance, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship that we share in the spirit, if there is any great depth of affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, having the same love toward one another, knit together in the spirit, intent on one purpose, and living a life that reflects your faith and spreads the gospel, the good news regarding salvation through faith in Christ. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant nor self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interest of others. Have the same attitude in yourselves, which was in Christ Jesus. Look to him as your example and selfless humility, who, although he existed in the form and unchanging essence of God, as one with him, possessing the fullness of all the divine attributes, the entire nature of deity, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped or asserted, as if he did not already possess it or was afraid of losing it, but emptied himself without renouncing or diminishing his deity, but only temporarily giving up the outward expression of divine equality and his rightful dignity by assuming the form of a bondservant and being made in the likeness of men. He became completely human, but was without sin, being fully God and fully man. 
After he was found in terms of his outward appearance as a man for a divinely appointed time, he humbled himself still further by becoming obedient to the father to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, because he obeyed and so completely humbled himself, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in submission of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess and openly acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord, sovereign God, to the glory of God the Father. So then, my dear ones, just as you have always obeyed my instructions with enthusiasm, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation, that is, cultivate it, bring it to full effect, actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling, using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ. For it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you both to will and to work that is strengthening, energizing, and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. Do everything without murmuring or questioning the providence of God so that you may prove yourselves to be blameless and guileless, innocent and uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally crooked and spiritually perverted generation among whom you are seen as bright lights, beacons shining out clearly in the world of darkness. All right. So I'm on verse 16 and I'll start reading. Uh, holding fast the word of life so that I may rejoice in the day of Christ that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. For the same reason, you also be glad and rejoice with me. But I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. For all seek their own, not the things which are of Christ Jesus. But you know his proven character, that as son with his father he served with me in the gospel. Therefore I hope to send him at once as soon as I see how it goes with me. But I trust in the Lord that I myself shall also come shortly." Yet I considered it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother, my fellow worker, and fellow soldier, but your messenger and the one who ministered to my need. Since he was longing for you all and was distressed because you have heard that he was sick, for indeed he was sick almost unto death, but God had mercy on him, and not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore I sent him uh, more eagerly, uh, Therefore, I sent him the more eagerly that when you see him again, you may rejoice and I may be less sorrowful. Receive him, therefore, in the Lord with all gladness and hold such men in esteem, because for the work of Christ, he came close to death, not regarding his life to supply what was lacking in your service toward me. Amen. Amen. So the verse that... Uh, the person who wrote this devotion focused on was verse eight. And it says, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. So should I read all of this? Should you ask me that question? Yeah. Perfect. Yes. I will answer you. Read. Okay. Years ago, I went on a mission trip and I did not write this to someone else. Years ago, I went on a mission trip to Nicaragua. As the trip approached, a friend and I held the last and second to last places in fundraising. One afternoon, I felt the Holy Spirit call me to give $100 towards my friend's trip. The next day, I checked to see if my offering reflected on his balance. To my surprise, his balance was full. The mission director told me another church family paid his balance after my $100 offering. Initially, I regretted my act of obedience because it left me in last place for fundraising. I thought if I only waited a day, I would have $100 put towards my own trip. 
The next day, it was time to get back to fundraising, but to my surprise, I found my balance was full too. The mission director shared that the family who funded my friend's trip paid the remaining $400 balance due on my trip. I heartily believe that the blessing I received resulted from responding in obedience to the Lord's call. To walk in the will of God, we need to abide in Christ, maintain our love for him, and act in the Holy Spirit's power. The Holy Spirit will not only guide us in making major decisions in our lives, but also aid in our daily moment-to-moment decisions. Jesus says of the Holy Spirit, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth, and he will tell you what is yet to come, John 16, 13. The key to knowing God's will is to obey the Holy Spirit's guide, is to obedience to the Holy Spirit's guidance. (laughs) If you will trust and obey God and live a holy life, God will reveal himself to you and direct your steps. We may feel reluctant to trust God with our lives. We may fear that he will call us to major changes in our lives, contrary to our desires. But I have found that the Lord changes my heart to reflect his. So I desire what he desires for my life. His plans are better than the very best I can conceive for myself. Since he loves us enough to die for us, it's not logical to believe he... Is it not logical to believe he has our best intentions in mind? Thankfully, we live in the dispensation of grace, but we also live in a natural world. Jesus shed his blood on the cross and cleansed our sins. Nonetheless, our disobedience has consequences. Through mankind's free will and dominion over the earth, our poor choices can bring trials of all kinds. Respond in obedience and he will make your path straight. Obedience is a genuine test of our love for Christ and the path to discovering God's will for us. That's good. Let's, uh, why don't you ask me the first question? Have I ever? Ch- have you ever chosen to ignore or disobey God when the Holy Spirit called you to a task or life change? That's a good question, and I'm sure I have. Uh, there's sometimes I think we do that intentionally. Sometimes I think we do that unintentionally, where we where we don't really know what God wants for us, and we mm-hmm. we haven't really discovered it. I, you know, I there was times where I wrestled on what what was I supposed to do with my life? Am Mm -hmm. I supposed to, you know, go plant a church? Am I supposed to be a pastor at our Vieira campus forever? Am I supposed to be a pastor at the mezzanine forever? Or am I supposed to uh, begin to lead our church, East Coast Christian Center? And, you know, I wrestled with those answers for a decade, you know, and eventually I found the right thing. And then I look back, I go, you know, any resistance to going forward, was that in me or was that me just discovering what God's will was? And so, yeah, um, I think we all have to wrestle with that, whether it's, you know, I, I don't think often I've just knowingly gone, I will not follow the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. I know I've done little things like that, little mistakes like that all the time, but yeah. not sure about big, big things. Well, when I think of, hear that question, I think immediately of Jonah in the Bible where it's like he was told to go to Nineveh and preach. And he instead got on a boat and went the other direction. (laughs) So is it like that big? Like God told you to go do this and move to Montana and be this. And like we said, no, and went the other way. I agree. I don't think that we've done that. Thankfully, I can think of those moments though, where there was that choice, like me even doing this show right now, morning breath, like I could have easily resisted this forever and never done this because this was not my jam. And when you asked me to do it with you, I was terrified and I still am not hundred percent (laughs) comfortable. But, um, I think in the end you, my thing is to say, follow peace and the Holy Spirit's pretty insistent. So as long as you're willing to be submitted to him, I think you'll eventually get on the right path. I think so. And obey. Let's ask the next question. Uh, what do I think God desires more? Me modifying what God has called me to do or being obedient to the Lord's command, even if I don't completely understand them? What do I think God desires more? Me modifying what God has called me to do <laughs> or being 
Obviously, God doesn't want you to modify what he's called you to do. Be obedient. (laughs) Nailed it. All right, number three. What specific area of weakness in my life do I need to bring into obedience to Christ? Oh, mine is definitely eating sugar. And thankfully, this fast is forcing me into it. And it's nice because I know I'm not alone in it either, which I love about the the 21 days of seeking that we do as a church, is you pick the thing that the Lord is leading you to fast, but you know you're not in the pain alone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it up. So yes, sugar. I really love sugar. I'm like elf. You are. I am. <laughs> but you also really love meat. I do. So the two basic food groups, mm-hmm. meat and sugar. Yeah. What about you? Okay. So definitely my my big fat mouth. Hmm. That's yeah. so handsome. It's wrapped it- it's wrapped in all this <laughs> handsomeness, but oh my gosh, this mouth. Oh Lord Jesus, like Seriously, I just say the dumbest things. Like even when you asked me, should I read this? I was like, should you ask me that question? That's just my big dumb mouth, like you know, yeah. coming out. Uh, I'm glad we talked about this on the air because I was going to talk to you about talk to you about that after. So you just handled it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you know, it's just like my mouth is so. I don't know. I I I can't. Sometimes the Bible says it's like you can't tame the tongue. Who can tame right? it? Yeah. Pretty crazy, and uh, I'm living example of not able to tame my tongue. <laughs> and what really, really upsets me more than anything is I tend to not be able to tame my tongue to the people closest to me because I tame my tongue for everyone else. Mm. You know, people you come get up tired and of say, <laughs> "Yeah, you know," people come up and say the most ridiculous things uh-huh. to you sometimes, and you're just like, "God bless you, my child. Now move forward in life." You know. And uh, you want to be like, uh, say things you can't say. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Good point. Next question. What, <laughs> what steps will I take to become obedient in this area? Ooh. So sugar, I'm doing it right now in the fast. I've given up sugar and snack items and all the comfort food things. I think that no other year beyond the year 2020 did I was I tempted to eat more for comfort because so much unknown and so much hard work. And I just wanted my red hots and cherry Coke. (laughs) So the fast, the fast is really, I'm very excited for what God is going to show me and learn that self-control and all those things. Yeah. Uh, As far as tanning my tongue, I think um, humbling myself on a regular basis. On the edge of my seat. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just humbling myself when I make mistakes. Yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> did you see Denver just do like he did an upward dog from a seated position? That was very impressive. Now back to downward dog. You Good are job. yoga. You are yoga dog. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, humble. Humble. Humbling myself and just uh, when I make a mistake, say I'm sorry and apologize and ask for forgiveness. And then make better attempts going forward. I think you're uh, really good at that. Well, I do it a lot. So <laughs> you've had a lot of getting pretty good at it. Okay. <laughs> I was actually talking to somebody about this at church. They they seem pretty down by uh, you know some of the decisions that they made, and they said specifically as a husband, as a father, I I just feel like I continue to let my family down. And I said, you know, uh, something I always would look at my dad, and when you know he made mistakes, he would ask for forgiveness and he would apologize. Mm-hmm. And it's something that he taught me. 
uh, by example. And I said, you know what? Your kids won't forget if you do that and you yell at them or do something dumb or, you know, just be a human like we all are. Mm -hmm. uh, apologizing goes a long way. And I said, and we have to get real apologies out there. Real apology looks like this. I'm sorry. That was rude of me. And I made a mistake and I apologize. Will you forgive me? That's a real apology. Not, um, I'm sorry that your feelings got hurt and you're so sensitive. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're so sensitive. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings. Um, that's not an apology. I, I see people apologize like that all the time. There's nothing humble about that. That's not an apology. It's saying, I'm sorry. You're a sensitive person. Like, you know, we should probably teach at some point this year on how to apologize. Yeah, people are really bad at it. Yeah, really like, bad. Like we've been doing marriage counseling for a while and like typically that's like I'm like shocked at how bad people are at apologizing. <laughs> it's like the Forget marriage worst. counseling, just watching people apologize, uh no offense, but I just you got to take credit for the mistake or you're not apologizing. Yeah. It takes humility. It takes it's like, real I'm sorry, humility. you're such a big jerk and I had to say that to you. That's not apology. No. <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not at all. There's actually a ton of humility in this chapter, Philippians 2. It's like God, Jesus is modeling the humility. Um, in verse 3, what? Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Get that to stop. I got it. Just okay. keep going. Um, uh, verse 3, motive check. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit through factional motives or strife, but with an attitude of humility, being neither arrogant or self-righteous, regard others as more important than yourselves. I think the key is right there. When you regard, when I regard you as more important than me, I am automatically going to treat you differently. I'm going to say things differently. I'm going to respond to you differently. So yes, total. So yeah. That's, what do you think? Yeah. I think that's really great what you just said. <laughs> Humility. Yeah. Humility is the key and the filter. So like, what if we used humility as the filter in which we interacted with one another? Or we, even if say you're talking to someone in a customer service type setting, for instance, I ordered something from a, uh, shopping place that they go and they buy their your groceries for you and then they come and deliver them. There's a lot of them. So I'm not going to say the name of it to talk badly about them, but I ordered at like 5 PM and I got a thing saying it's going to be there by seven. Great. Then I got a thing saying, sorry, it's going to be there by eight. Then I got a thing saying, sorry, it's going to be there by nine 30. Then I got a thing saying, sorry, the store's closed. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? And I'm like chatting with the girl. Cause she's like, I started your shopping. And so I chatted. I'm like, I just heard the store's closed. Is that, what does that mean? She goes, yeah, you're not getting your groceries tonight. Have a, have a nice night. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what do you mean? Like, no, sorry, no, nothing. But Instead, I was just like, do you have any suggestions on what I should do with my order? Nope. Have a nice night. <laughs> Still like, was like, Arr! so thankfully it was via chat and I, she didn't see my face. But um, I still had to choose humility in that moment because A, what is she going to do to help me? She obviously is telling me she has nothing to offer me. And B, I just had to go figure it out and go to the actual customer service of the company. They gave me $10 in a free month of my membership. So that's awesome. But um, I think if we use humility as the key in the filter is the key, the filter in all our interactions, we will have to apologize a lot less. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Yeah. So I like verse two, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, 
being of one accord and one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but also in the interest of others. And I was really, was really wrestling with uh, some of these thoughts today about um, loving myself and loving you. Uh, if I'm not loving myself well, it's really hard to love you well. Hmm. And some people say, you have to put others first, right? Just others, be, it's God, others, then you, Jesus, others, joy. then you, joy. joy. I didn't come alive until I started putting other people first. And what I've noticed when Jesus said two most important commandments, first one is love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength with all your mind, the second is like it, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you were to put that in order, you love God, you actually love yourself well, and you love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm. And a lot of times we miss that, okay? And the vision this year, uh, which I'm going to dive into this Sunday, um, is love God, love people, love life. I think one of the biggest problems with the year 2020 is we were not loving ourselves well. And therefore, when our lives got shake shook, we started eviscerating everybody else. Mm-hmm. We started, you know, and I think it was really a reflection on how we're loving ourselves. Are we really even taking care of ourselves? Are we just being selfish and self-centered and self-gratifying and all those things? And then we, our foundation gets shaken like, oh, no my job. Oh no, my church. Oh no, my friends. Oh mm-hmm. no, I might die. Like, I mean, all this stuff. Yeah. Now our foundations are all being shaken in our own love for ourselves. Next thing, next thing you know, uh, there's racial tension, there's political tension, there's tension everywhere you look. And it's just like, it's, I think it's evidence that we are not truly loving ourselves and really loving the, our life the way that God had in, has intended us to love yeah. our lives. And I'm not referring to the love of life where basically if you love your life, you're going to lose it. And if, you know, that's a part of life, I'm not talking about selfish, self-centered parts of life. I'm talking about the life God called us to live and really the life where you love others as you love yourself, right? And the John 10, 10 kind of life where it's life and life more abundantly. That's the kind of life. I'm talking about. Yeah. And so we're going to dive into that this Sunday, actually, what it really means to love life and and ascribe meaning to everyday life, ascribe meaning to, to your marriage again, alive, ascribe meaning to your uh, raising your children or your job and those types of things. I'm pretty excited about it. So before our vision a while ago was love God, love people, love church or something. Love, love God. Love the church. Love, love people. people, right. Love God, love the church, love people. And then for a couple of years, we did one savior, one step, one soul. But this love God, love people, love life, I I think even pre-pandemic, God was putting this on your heart for this next year. And I think it's so prophetic because like you said, we so did not love ourselves very well in 2020. Um, and we forgot how to love life. Because so many of the things of the way that we love life were kind of taken from us, like how many trips were canceled, how many birthdays were canceled, how many anniversaries, how many things of like our normal celebratory things that we did in life were canceled and taken from us. And how apropos that in this year, we learn to love life again. And again, like you said, not just love life the way even we did it pre-COVID. How about learn to to love it like the John 10, 10? life abundantly. Yeah. Like the way that Jesus intends us to love it. 
Right, learning to praise God even in a storm, learning to praise God when the boat looks like it's going to sink, learning to love life when things stink, learning to love life when things are great and not loving the things of life, not Mm -hmm. loving uh, the things God gives us, but loving God, the one that gave us the life and not, you know, not becoming self-centered, conceited, self-focused and becoming God-focused in the life that we live, igniting our marriages again with meaning and purpose because we love the life God gave us, Mm -hmm. igniting our families and our communities and our church with this zeal, with this love for life. Yeah. It's going to be good. Well, we're going to, yeah. I hope you join us. I hope you join (laughs) us in loving life again. And I hope that you have a wonderful day and we will see you tomorrow. We've got actually about 30 seconds left, maybe up to a minute. And I just want to, I want to kind of pump up our devotion again. If you haven't been a part of this, we we need you to get it. You can get it digitally on our website, eccc.us. You'll be starting uh, on day nine if you start today. You're welcome to go back and start on one. Um, And then after our devotion, we're going to continue on with, it looks like 21 more days of just the life of Christ and just encouraging you with uh, devotions and the things that Jesus spoke and and that he said. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the program. Thanks for being a part of it. we're appreciative for everyone that listens to this program. Thank you so much for commenting and sharing it. And just, you know, I know someone said the other day, I, I watch it every week. I look so forward to the show. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for saying something like subscribe, share, etc. God bless you. And we will see you tomorrow. Bye. You are listening to the Morning Breath podcast from East Coast Christian Center. Please enjoy a word from our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321 454 4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. 
Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.